following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. We've got a little bit of a different format this morning. We've got Mike Johnson in the hot seat. <laughs> we Every week, um, Mike and Adarsh uh, and Philip as well uh, join us for the second hour of the Tom Dupree Show. And they talk about the financial world and the financial business and what's going on in the economy. But this week, in the first hour, we're going to get to hear a little bit more about them and their story. So without further ado, here's our host, Tom Dupree. I will start. Uh, this, by the way, is Shooter Jennings, which is Waylon Jennings' son. Don't know much about him, but he sounds pretty good. And we try new people every now and then. I'm going to start with Psalm number 32. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be not as a horse or as a mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near to thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord. And rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So, today, 
We got Mike Johnson. Who's first in the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, Mike, um, a lot of these uh, clients and and people on the radio hear you talk on a weekly basis. But I thought it would be good if we could have you and then Adarsh in the second half of this hour talk a little bit about your background, um, you know, where you came from, things that were uh, major uh, of major impact on your, your life um, and uh, uh, what you're doing now. We know what you're doing now, but um, just uh, so talk about yeah. like growing up. Sure. I mean, I don't know how interesting my, my life has it's been. It's very but, interesting um, to me. So I, I, I grew up in Ashland, Kentucky, and um, uh, close family. Um, my grandparents, uh, who were like second parents to me, still yeah. living. Um, I, was, I was blessed to have uh two great grandparents uh, that were with us for a long time so yeah. we've we've just always had a very close family um not a huge family but good size family right. and um my grandfather was a, a baptist pastor preacher really uh, uh bivocational uh, uh -huh. so he worked for the railroad and was a baptist pastor as well and, i'll be darned um, it was always very musical family. Really? Um, my mom plays piano. The whole family sings except me. I miss that gene. I don't know where that jumped over me, but it did. Um, I cannot sing, but the family's very musical. Everybody sings. And that was, that's one of the, you know, fond memories growing up too, is, you know, just the, you know, being in church and, you know, watching the family sing. It was just, it was just really nice. You're, you're not a singer, but you're an instrumentalist. I, I play guitar. Um, and, uh, started when I was probably 11 or 12 and, um, it's just been a, a hobby that, you know, I've carried on and, yeah. you know, I can play some things. I can't play other things. And, but you but can it's, teach it's fun. too. You taught one of our boys to play the guitar years ago. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I can. I know enough to be dangerous, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I, I enjoy it. Um. But uh, my dad always uh, was involved in small business of some sort. Um, yeah. You know, uh, family owned Johnson's Dairy uh, in Ashland. And, uh, that was just a, a neat business to grow up around. Yeah. Um, it was a relatively good size dairy, uh, milk, ice cream, sour cream, juices. Did they deliver locally? They or? did. Yeah. Um, and my grandfather started it, uh, he and his brother, uh, Mason, and they started it. Uh, and then my dad and his brother, uh, took it over. Um, and it's a tough business on the, the processing side, you know, where you actually make the ice cream, make the milk cottage cheese. Um, it's a tough business, you know, as the, the larger stores, you know, Kroger, Walmart, as those pushed out the mom and pops, mm -hmm. uh, made it for a very tough business. I mean, I think was it Dean's 
Foods that recently yeah. uh, filed for bankruptcy, and they were one of the the biggest, or they were bought out or, or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just it become a it became a commoditized business more than it ever had been in the past. Hard to distinguish, you know, even with a premium product, you know, an ice cream or something. It was it was just a tough business, um, but. Dad is, you know, just always had. I, so I, the dairy business is very commoditized, very commoditized, and especially on the farmer. I mean, the yeah. farmer they've got a tough, yeah, a tough it's gig. Very hard. Um, we we didn't have anything to do on the farm. We bought the raw milk and then processed it, uh, pasteurized it, and made it into the final product. But all that being, I, I grew up around small businesses, um, and always, you know, I, I was never you know, thinking, wow, I'm going to be a businessman or anything like that. It was just, it was neat. I, yeah. I, I, I liked the small business side of things, seeing how things were run. And, uh, with a small business, you are kind of everything at different times. I mean, you, you run the gamut of, you know, okay, you're the, chief financial officer, but you're also taking out the trash or yeah. window wall. I mean, you're, you kind of do everything. Um, which is a problem. <laughs> well, it, 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 it is, but it's still neat because yeah. you, you have an impact on everything. Right. Um, and so I grew up around that. Um, and we, you know, rode dirt bikes and four wheelers, just like any good Boyd County and would. Yeah. <laughs> True to your roots. True to true to your roots. So you came to UK. Now, uh, what about his the, his his previous schooling is interesting too, because you were homeschooled. No, no, no. I was not. I, I went to Boyd County, and then I went to I uh, graduated high school from Rose Hill. My wife was homeschooled. That's who it was. Okay. Uh, my wife was homeschooled, and then and she's uh, also from Ashland. Yep, um, and uh, we graduated. Both of us graduated from Rose Hill. Uh, and we weren't dating at the time, um, but you know we met back up later, and yeah, that's Chris's history. Got the two of you confused. Yeah, um, but then uh, graduated high school, came to Lexington, uh, went to UK, and um, uh, started out as a, a chemistry major. Did and, you really? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I was you know going going to go into pharmacy or dentistry those were two things i always liked i always liked yeah. science i like chemistry uh, and then a couple years in decided i'd change to business um and uh loved it and and then started here right out of college yeah in 2006 right out of college you are very patient tom <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> so you know i i you know, talk a little bit about business in general and just things that you've seen. And uh, I, I'm always interested in people's observation that work here of what they've seen yeah. in business and that kind of thing. And maybe maybe even people that have inspired you. Because uh, for us, it's kind of like clients. You know, right. I, I've been doing this for 42 years, the closest friends i've had have been clients right some, some of them yeah um as far as uh interesting things from a business standpoint um the companies that we've 
talked to and met over yeah. the years uh, has That's been, been fun. has been really really neat um because when you're meeting with a company you're talking possibly with the ceo or the cfo and these are you know public large publicly traded companies and you know some of them even during the financial crisis that we got extremely familiar with um it was the process of kind of learning about the the different businesses but then how they're also interrelated um and seeing how seeing how these companies were really run and kind of what was going on behind the scenes um and i mean that's something i'll never forget you know some of these companies that we've met you know a a couple of them uh, that we met with multiple times um and it's it's not so much company it's the people behind that company that yeah. made it so interesting the ceo or uh the uh, investor relations person that we got to know really well talking about mbi mbia mbia so. yeah um but by learning about that business that gave you us kind of about- a, a knowledge base that we could apply to mortgage reits to other insurance companies and just these uh, you can it's the foundational principles and then you apply those to other things and that's kind of your building your core competency. Yeah. And you kind of back into it. I mean, you, you're not necessarily looking to get a core competency in that area. Sometimes you, one thing tends to lead to another right. and, and next thing you know, you're, you're looking at this other kind of company that happens to relate back to this one. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then when you're learning about a new business in your mind, since you know, you have that core competency, you're trying to relate, okay, how is this like that? And that's kind of how it's, it's association, uh, learning. Um, so that's, that's been one of the neatest parts of the, the business, if you will. I mean, the investment business, and you, you told me this when I first started, you know, you're always learning, you have to be curious and, you know, you are, (laughs) you're all, you have to be learning. I mean, um, and you know, I started in 06, right before the financial crisis and that, that that will, that, that'll change your perspective on things. Um, you know, my experience starting at that time will be very different than someone not this year, but yeah. if you're not starting during a pandemic or a financial crisis, you're, it's kind of what perspective is what vintage you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, that's what the year, what I started in the business in 78 and within three years, interest rates had gone up to 15%. And I, I kind of started thinking, well, that's the way this thing always is, you know? Yeah. Big, swings in interest rates right um i'd say the most the most that i've learned or uh, most impactful has been from clients though um seeing how uh, someone who's you know older um you know senior citizen how they've how they've conducted their life and accumulated something yeah. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a huge dollar amount. It's they've accumulated wealth 
where they are able to provide for their family and live a life that's very comfortable for them based on what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily they have to have a certain number. It's it's how they've conducted their life. Being what was that thing we said? Um, some of the wealthiest people are simply people that live within their means, yeah. not necessarily have a lot, but right. they they live right. Right. Um, and that that's that's just wisdom. That's you know I, I have been lucky enough to be the recipient of some of that you know yeah. wisdom from clients who come in that we're helping but they also you know from a personal standpoint they help me they pass some of that wisdom yeah. on to me um and you know I, I hope i can retain some of that over time um but it's it's those relationships uh, that you, you never forget yeah. um and so that that's my my job is so neat because it's on the investment side, the companies trying to understand, trying to learn you know, on the economy and how these different things are related and just constantly trying to understand. And then also on the personal side. And that's what I enjoyed the most of all of it is the personal aspect with the clients. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Well, and you do such a beautiful job. We Since we do six-month reviews with our customers, it gives you an opportunity to get to know right. the customer so that you can know their story and know their background. And um, the information that you learn from, it's because you actually know them. Right, right. Yeah, and if, if, if we didn't do that, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do that. Um, and it, it's... It, it works both ways. You know, uh, people wouldn't be our clients um, if we weren't adding some service, you know, adding value to them. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just that when you hit that perfect relationship where there's just this mutual respect and just, you know, sharing of ideas, uh, it's just, it's really neat. It's really neat what we've been able to do what our clients have been able to do for us and what we've been able to do for right. our clients. It's really rewarding. Well, and we gratifying. can't, we can't close your part of the hour out without talking about your boys. I hear you talk all, so proudly about <laughs> both of them. Yeah. Uh, five year old and a five month old. Um, and, uh, both of them are great. Um, Luke's in kindergarten and, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's great. And Levi, he's fat, happy baby. <laughs> and that's and you couldn't ask for more than that. It's, he's healthy and he's great. And sometimes sleeping through the night, and sometimes sometimes not. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Mike's working right now on about four hours of sleep, and we're last so, night was a little rough. I, I thought you said the night before, and last night you kept waiting well, for him to wake up. The night before he did wake up, and last night I just thought he was going to wake up, so I woke up. Yeah. That that restless part of it. Restless night of sleep. Yeah. When you go in and see that smiling face, it's worth even it. Even if it's in the middle of the night, it's want, worth it. You just got to rock and know it won't last for long. And you'll look up like we are and have 
20-somethings. Thugs. And, and, oh, stop. <laughs> and wonder wonder where in the world all the time went. Right. Um, it, it, it goes way too fast. But those sleepless nights were not fun. I do remember that. Yep. Yep. Well, Mike, what else? What, what parting word of wisdom? We've got a little over about a minute. Oh. Um, what parting word of wisdom for the listeners? Come see us. Come, come see us. Come meet meet yeah. you in person. <laughs> come, come meet us. Um, what what we talk about here every week? Um, it's it's been con- a consistent theme for how long have you been doing this? The radio, Tom. Twelve years. Twelve years. We are who we are. You know, we're not trying to pretend to be something we're not. Um, it's been consistent um, and. It's the same approach we take, you know, with our clients. You know, it's a try to be consistent on the investments, consistent on the relationship. And it's just this, you know, consistency over time. Um, And that's a good way to do most things in life. You know, be consistent, try to do well for other people. And that's that's what we try to do. And sleep well at night. And sleep well at night. (laughs) Well, hopefully... Mike's going to be away next week, so he we get a double dose of him this week. <laughs> we really appreciate you joining oh, us. I appreciate and, it. Thank you very much. I'm trying to get my music to go again, and it's not cooperating for some reason. Anyway, we will go out of this half hour without any bump music, but we will be <laughs> we will be the, the technology, you know. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yep. We'll be back. <laughs> In just a few minutes, stay tuned for a Darsh Meshru's story. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Many voices. I'm a black Trump supporter. I believe that there's more of us out there. Countless opinions. The more they attack Trump, I believe this whole cheat by mail, the stronger he gets. And one place to have the conversation. News Radio 630 WLAP. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. An important message from Medicare. You know how Medicare plans can change from year to year? Oh, yeah. Well, this coming year, premiums are at historic lows. Really? Yeah, and hundreds of plans will have insulin for just $35 a month. That will save some money. Can't wait to look at my plan choices for 2021. Open enrollment begins October 15th and ends December 7th. Comparing plans really really pays. pays. (laughs) Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
President Trump is fighting back. Each night, Greg Kelly Reports gives you the real story on Trump and exposes Joe Biden's record. Almost 10 million cable viewers tuned into Newsmax TV last month. Find Newsmax on major cable systems. Check your guide. Get Newsmax free on Roku, Zumo, YouTube, Pluto, Apple TV, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, or smart TVs like Samsung and LG. And download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Watch Greg Kelly and Newsmax TV. It's real news for real people. From acclaimed filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, who brought you Obama's America, comes his most important film yet. Trump Card. America is at a crossroads. The Democratic Party's socialist agenda, led by Joe Biden, is threatening to take our freedoms away. In Trump Card, Dinesh digs deep to uncover why the threat of socialism is real, what's at stake if we let them win, and how we stop it. Trump Card, now on demand. Rated PG-13. We're going to hang on to scattered showers increasing on this Saturday. It's a wet weekend for the most part across the area. Keep the umbrellas handy today, 65 to 70 for your high. Heavy rain and thunderstorms from Delta tonight into your Sunday. Temperatures generally into the 60s. Heavy rain may cause some local high water issues. We'll have to keep a close eye on that setup. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Mountains come to life. Rivers and lakes welcome you back. The open road calls. Kentucky is full of wondrous natural beauty, exhilarating outdoor adventures, and charming towns even to those who call it home. Stay close. Go far. Plan your getaway at KentuckyTourism.com. Back to work at that J-O-P, the one you realized isn't for you? Well, that's if you're lucky, right? Make your move. You can start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. If you're curious about who may be out there but don't want to jump into anything right away, then take a fun step and just take a look at Our Time. Our Time is the number one dating site for singles over 50. It's easy to use and can help you find a partner to share in a new activity you've been wanting to try. Take a walk or just meet someone new. Check it out. Start for free today. Go to OurTime.com. That's OurTime.com. Start for free at OurTime.com. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to The Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group 
at 859-233-0400. From now through November 3rd. A very divisive, vicious, vitriolic campaign. Your election headquarters is News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome to the second half of the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us in the hot seat for this half hour is Adarsh Mashru. If you missed the first half with Mike Johnson, you'll have to listen to it again on our website on the podcast or where you find your favorite podcast. But without further ado, here's Tom Dupree with Adarsh Mashru. So this is uh, Jacob Dillon and the Wallflowers. Is that the name of the band? I believe I think yes, that's what Mike is. said. Yeah. Yep. He is Bob Dylan's son. Yeah, this song I've heard. I don't know if it was this group doing it, but I've heard the song. Yeah, I've heard the song too. Yeah. So. You can sure tell he's related. Right. Yeah, I can. So, Adarsh, tell us your life story. <laughs> You're uh, a native of Bangalore, India. And you came here to go to the university, but uh, fill in the gaps a little bit. <laughs> so um, I came here uh, in 2001. Well, let's talk a little bit about Bangalore okay. and, and India. Um, so, well, I was born in uh, a small town in the state of Gujarat, which is about is quite a bit uh, away from uh, Bangalore. It's more towards the western part of India. Uh, so I was born there. Uh, my family lived there. And when I was, uh, I think I just turned five when they moved to Bangalore. Uh, so I grew up in Bangalore. And Bangalore is a very big city, although I grew up in a relatively smaller uh, town. I was born in a relatively smaller town, rather. So uh, I uh, went to school in Bangalore. Uh, my uh, parents and... Uh, my dad's uh, sibling, my dad's younger brother and his family moved to Bangalore at the same time. So that was the only family we had there. Uh, was that for business reasons? It, it was, yes. Um, so my my father was, um, well, so my prior to moving to Bangalore, my uh, dad uh, used to uh, manufacture uh, plastic bags. They were polyethylene uh, they were called low-density polyethylene bags. So basically those carry bags that you get at the grocery store. Right. So he had a factory, and uh, he used to manufacture uh, those. Uh, and before that, uh, and around the same time, uh, he was also a distributor of uh, fertilizers, so your N- NPK fertilizers. And then my grandfather before that was a distributor of uh, petroleum products. So he had a distributorship with a company called Burma Shell, which was a British company. Uh, they used to own gas stations and they started initially selling kerosene 
and then over time, you know, lubricants and things. Uh, so I, I come from a family that, uh, a business family, basically. Uh, and then when my dad moved to Bangalore, uh, he got the distributorship of uh, a company that sold uh, uh, packaging film. So stretch film, cling film, uh, uh, shrink film, basically plastic films that are used yeah. for various applications. So he was the distributor for the whole of South India, which was four states. Um, and uh, I, uh, my brother and I grew up there, uh, went to school there, and I went to an international school. Uh, so back in the early 90s, uh, there were a few international schools because the Indian economy had just started opening to foreign investments and things. So people from other countries would move uh, to a city like Bangalore, ex expats, and uh, they had schools which catered to them, you know, with uh, an international uh, baccalaureate program. So more uh, different, slightly different curriculum. Um, so uh, went to school, finished high school there. And uh, as soon as I finished high school, I moved to uh, Lexington to go to the University of Kentucky. And why would you do that? <laughs> so I think the big reason, Kentucky was the last place I wanted to come to. Just, you know, when when, when you're not fr from here, in your mind, America is New York City or California yeah. or uh, Chicago, the big cities, basically. But um, I have an uncle and aunt who've lived here for about 30, 40 years, actually. They moved here in the 70s. Um, he's a doctor. Yes, he's retired now. Uh, and my aunt is a pharmacist. She still works. Um, so uh, my parents wanted me to be close to some family since I was just 18. They thought that was a little too young. Yeah. So they said, you know, why don't you go here for a year and then you can transfer and go somewhere else. Uh, but I just ended up staying and, you know, ended up graduating from UK. Uh, because I, I moved here and I actually liked uh, Lexington. Uh, and I'd been to Lexington before. Uh, so I'd been to Lexington twice before, once in 1996 uh, when I was 12 and once in 1999 when I was 15 uh, on vacation because yeah. I had an uncle here. So summer vacation, one year he invited us and he took us to Disney World and uh, Smoky Mountains. That was in 96. And then, uh, so I, I was familiar with Lexington, although I didn't know much of downtown, you know, they lived in the suburbs, so I knew a little bit about it. And Lexington was a much smaller place in 1996. I don't even think Hamburg existed then, uh, or maybe it was just getting no, started. No, yeah, it, it probably didn't. Um, so I studied finance at UK, um, and uh, after I graduated, I moved to uh, Orlando, just outside of Orlando, a place called... Uh, uh, Altamont Springs, um, where a friend of mine uh, who I met at UK, who was from Malaysia, the two of us started this uh, trading company. We started buying uh, uh, tissue cultured plants from, uh, started buying them initially from India and then over time from a couple of other countries and uh, sold them to uh, plant growers in Florida. There's a big uh, horticulture industry in uh, Florida. Uh, so did that for about a year, and at the end of the year, I realized. So my pl uh, friend came from a horticulture background; his uh, family was in the horticulture business, they still are. 
So I realized that that was not something that I wanted to do for the long run. You know, I was more interested in the finance investment uh, business. So I moved uh, back to Lexington, and that's when I started uh, working for Dupree. Yes. And as, re- as I recall, you offered to work for free. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I was. <laughs> Which, I, I, I should have <laughs> taken you up on that. <laughs> But uh, um, I was, I, I had mercy on you. Well, I, I'd done some uh, research uh, on Dupree, I, just on the internet uh, at that point, uh, whatever I found. And uh, I was, you know, I was interested in uh, the research aspect of it because there really aren't, I don't know if there are any investment firms in Lexington that do much research. Uh, so I read about that and I was interested and, you know, um, I, I thought it would be a, a, you know, a good place to uh work and uh, and learn so uh at that point you know i really had nothing to lose so i, I figured i could probably add enough savings for two or three months so <laughs> why not <laughs> take a chance so when you got here um you pretty much started doing research and and talk a little bit about not only your research but maybe some things that have and people that have influenced you uh like me, no, uh, that, that have influenced you over the years in terms of your investment philosophy. Right. So, well, having studied finance, you know, we were exposed to, you know, like Warren Buffett and actually, you know, you really aren't exposed to that much when you study finance uh, in school. Uh, there's maybe just one course where you learn about investing. I think a lot of finance uh in academics, at least at UK at that time, was focused on corporate finance. You know, when you when you'd work where you'd work as you know, like a controller or whatever for a company, or maybe some banking. Uh, so, uh, I was always interested in the stock market because my dad used to invest in the stock market. So when I was young, I sort of got interested in it. Although you know, I really had no, I guess, uh, mentors as such at that point. I, I did know about Warren Buffett. And um, um, I started learning more about, you know, uh, what his style of investing was, Warren Buffett's style, because, uh, you know, he he is one person who everyone hears about at some point. And, uh, you know, so I was just curious. And then I learned about Ben Graham, who was Warren Buffett's uh, professor at Columbia and Buffett also ended up working for him. So Ben Graham uh, started uh, uh, this uh, idea of investing in businesses that uh, uh, that were cheap uh, and he, coined, he called it value investing. So the idea was that you buy something for X amount of money uh, knowing that it's worth X plus five or whatever. Uh, so you buy something that you do your research and analysis. And, 50 cent dollar. Yes. Um, so um, I, I started learning about him. And then over the years, there have been various, uh, you know, other people. I started uh, in 2007, which was right before the financial crisis. So really, uh, the market also peaked uh, in 2007. Uh, towards the end of 2007, and then it's just started going down from then. Uh, in early 08, 
March of 08, Bear Stearns failed, and then Lehman Brothers. And basically, it was... That was a very uh, scary time. It was, yes. And um, at that point, there were a lot of people out there who were very vocal about, you know, how things were. So when you're young, I mean, you haven't quite really formed your own opinion. So there were people like uh, Jim Rogers, Mark Faber, you know, who are still around today. Uh, and, you know, so you try to uh, hear them and learn from from them. Uh, and then there were other investors. There were a few famous uh, mutual fund managers. There was Bill Miller, who ran the Leg Mason Fund. And then there was uh, people like Marty Whitman, uh, Jean-Marie Aviard. So these were all mutual fund managers who uh, we used. Uh, we used their funds right. at Dupree. So they, they were all what you would call the value investors. Same uh, sort of uh, thinking as Warren Buffett. Um so I, I, I learned, I'd say, quite a bit from them. Also got to meet them, uh, Marty Whitman, Jean-Marie Aviard, uh, and Mark Faber, actually. Um, you met him down in New Orleans, Yes, you? yes. Uh, so he gave a talk there. Um, and um, I, I think that was a very turbulent time. So it was a, a time when... Uh, uh, you couldn't just take a step back and try to, you know, it was a time when you were constantly, there was something going on all the time. So uh, you were just learning by doing or learning by seeing at that point what was going on in the market. And then as the financial crisis uh, ended uh, or the stock market started going up basically in 2009, 2010, 11, um, you know, then I, I sort of started uh, reading about other uh, styles of investing, you know, uh, not just value, but also growth uh, investing and um, uh, various other investors. And really, uh, I started realizing that, you know, uh, value investing or growth investing, uh, they're, they're both sort of, you know, they're both connected. Uh, you, uh, you can't really uh, say that you're one style of investor or the other, although, I mean, that's how it is viewed. But you uh when you buy a stock that's a value stock uh you also have to pay attention to uh how well the company is growing you know you don't want to buy uh into a company that's not growing at all so um um the the what's interesting about investing is that you know you are constantly learning new things because the market is ever changing the market is the same yet it it's always changing and there's something new going on all the time. Uh, your basic principles perhaps are the same and you, it all boils down to your, your, what, what you're trying to do is manage risk. Ultimately that's right. what it comes down to because you know, over time we know over a long period of time, there are periods when the market does well. So making money, when the market is doing well or, you know, the return part of that equation is, is not that difficult, but it's periods when the market is not doing so well, you know, how do you handle that and how do you manage your risk? I think that's what, uh, that's what a lot of it comes down to. So, you know, that's kind of your in investment philosophy. Let's talk a little bit about your personal life when, you're, you're married. You told me you'd never get married and, <laughs> and you did get married. Um, you, uh, seem to like living here in Lexington. You, 
you do uh, some, you know, uh, uh, different other, you'd like to travel. Right. You all have got to talk. These two have traveled literally around yeah, let's, the world together. Yeah, let's do talk together. about that real quick. And so what's all your over favorite, the country. Yeah. What's your favorite trip that we went on? Uh, I'd say, I think one of the, the best trips was when we went to the Scandinavian countries. I think that was a pretty cool trip. Uh, we went to Sweden, Finland, uh, Norway, and we went to Ireland during the same trip. Um, I also enjoyed our trip to uh, Canada. That was pretty cool when we went to uh, Calgary and Banff. Uh, yeah. We, yeah when I, my you, favorite one was a trip to Switzerland. And Switzerland, yeah. yes, that was yes. And Germany, we we went to right uh, Munich. There's some videos on YouTube that you all did from that particular trip, um, where you commented on the companies that you had visited, right, on our um, Dupree Financial YouTube. Yeah, file. yeah. Well, it was the the, and the, at the time, Europe was reasonably priced. So you could find some things that you could buy. Right. Um, yes. So, I mean, you always learn something different, you know, not just from visiting uh, different companies, but also when you visit different countries, because, you know, every country has, you know, there's a different way people do things. So that's always interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think when you visit with these companies uh, and these companies that we visited with, they're companies that have been around for so long. So it's always interesting to see, you know, what, what they've been doing that's worked, that's kept them in business for right. so long, because that's pretty hard to do when you think about it, you know, very few companies survive and have the longevity that some of these companies, like in Switzerland, we visited with ABB and uh, we met with, uh, uh, Swiss Re, the insurance company. Uh, we met with some banks. Uh, and in Germany, we met with Munich Re. Uh, we met with BMW, all, all com companies that have been around for long periods. And uh, they all seem to have a certain philosophy, something that guides them, you know, that keeps them on track. And they've all been through difficult times. Uh, Munich Re, for example, you know, went through the financial crisis. Uh, Warren Buffett actually made an investment uh, in them during the financial crisis, yes. Um, so they, and it, it comes down again to how they view risk. I think the European companies are very conservative when it comes to their balance sheets. Uh, you know, they tend to pay higher dividends, for example, and it's, it's more long-term approach. Uh, they don't, they're also not caught up in, you know, reporting every three months. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they're excellent managers of, uh, of risk. Uh, and perhaps that's what keeps them going for so long. Um, but uh, even here in the U.S., we visited, you know, we've been to New York City so many times and also outside of New York City. Armonk, uh, where we... Chicago. Chicago. ORI. Right. And when you all are in the United States and probably in Europe, Adars does most of the driving. <laughs> yeah, he likes right. to drive. Yeah, I, I do enjoy driving. Um, Tom is very tall, and Adars is not as tall. <laughs> and the two of you all coming down the street, it must be right. <laughs> yeah. quite a sight. We did that in 
I'll never forget about being in Helsinki and having some fun one day. <laughs> right. Going from one company to the next. And that's not a very big town. You can get around right. pretty easily. Well, I hope you all have a chance to have some more travels on down the road. It's it's hard in this COVID time to even look back and think about the freedom we had to come and go from country to country and state to state and just pray we get back to that point. Um, Adarsh, thank you for spending another extra half hour recording the show this week. And what is it that you are fooling with on your phone, Tom? (laughs) Turn it on. He is. mm -mm. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this hour of the Tom Dupree show. We will be back in just a few minutes. Adarsh will be with us and Mike will rejoin us. And we will talk about the financial markets in this part of the hour uh, or in the second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned. And once again, if you missed anything, you can find it on our website and also find it where you listen to your favorite podcast. We will be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Stories you're thinking about. President of the United States tested positive. Your family should take the vaccine. The stimulus talks confirm Judge Barrett. The next debate. Check in for this story and more. Stories that matter to me most in the news. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400.